Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we will continue our verse-by-verse study in the book of Genesis, chapter 11, verses 10 through 32. And we will also be in chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. The title of this sermon is, God Will, God Will. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. It's over. And somebody pulled me aside and said, No, Mike, that's not how this works. You need to confess that sin. You knew it was wrong when you did it. I was like, yeah, I kept. there was something here that kept telling me not to do it. He goes, that's the Holy Spirit. I didn't know anything about God. I had to sit and explain all that stuff to me. And that's the same thing with Abram. Abram doesn't know. He's just going to follow God. And he learns as he goes. In verse 32, it says, So the days of Tehran were 205 in years, and, and Terah died in Haran. And so as we get into chapter 12, one thing to remember is that if you can't accept Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and earth, you will struggle with the rest of the Bible. You have to accept that. And there's enough evidence to prove that, scientific evidence to prove that, even with the Hubble telescope now. The Hubble telescope actually proved this. So scientists are trying to figure out, well, how do we disprove it? But it's been proven now. It shows that, that the, 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 uh, it's crazy the way you look at it because the Hubble telescope shows that as the uh, universe began, it's like that. And what does it say in Scripture? God spoke. And, and there's a, the guy who, we showed the video, the guy's Jewish, and he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, there's your proof. Science proved it. The Hubble, the Hubble telescope actually proved it. They didn't think that was going to prove that. They were looking for something else. But it's there. So you have to understand, like, to realize that God's book is without error, and there's nothing that needs to be added to it or taken away from it. For some reason, we, we're in a position now or a place now where we think that, oh, if we just add this or we should be accepting of that now, and it's like, no, that's not what God's Word says. We have to live by what God's Word says. And, and, and so I know that's hard, especially in the time that we're in right now, because everybody wants to be so accepting of everything. But it's like I told you all this past weekend. Uh, if you're under the age of 30, you basically had the keys to the candy store. Whatever you wanted, it was available to you. And I can tell you at that high school right now, we're fixing to do uh, around the pole on the 27th. So anybody who wants to come with me and be there for that, you're more than welcome. I'll get you all the times because we're going to be there September 27th. Where our church is providing donuts for all the high school kids. 
And, and so the reality of it is, is those kids are looking for moral, tr- they're looking for truth. A lot of them that you talk to, they're looking for some kind of basis of truth because they've been given everything. They have access to whatever drug they want. They have access to whatever sexual morality or whatever, what, you know, I don't want to be this anymore. I can be that. So they've had access to everything. And it's almost like when you, I, I don't know, the first time I got paid, the first thing I did was go buy a bunch of candy and stuff, junk. Because I was like, mom don't have no junk in the house. So I'm going to go get the stuff I want. And I, and within a couple of hours, I was like, you know what? I don't want no more. I, I ate so much of it, I was like, I just want regular, like, can we have dinner? You know, and it's like, that's what it is, is we've been given access to so much. And, and the honesty of it is, is like, you've tried everything, why not try Christ? Why not try Christ? I've seen people get it, I told somebody this the other day, I said, you've been addicted to multiple things. Multiple, why not be addicted to God now? You've tried everything else that you could try. Why not God? You're at your lowest point. And, and why not God? And so they came to faith. And, and that's the beauty of it. It's like we, we, we're going to be looking at one of the things that we look at as we enter Genesis chapter 12. And next week we'll go over the Abrahamic covenant and talk about that a little bit more. But one of the things you're going to look at is Abram and, and just his faith and, and, and him growing in God and, and the mistakes that he's going to make. And we make the same mistakes. Um, and, and I hope you catch this. I want you to catch this in verses uh, in, in, as we look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land. And I want you to, to if you got a way to highlight or you can look at it, I want you to catch this. To the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name great. And, and you shall be blessings. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God will. God will. It's not us. God will. God will. I, I love this because I, I can tell you when we went to plant the church, I had no clue where we were going. So get out of Grace Calvary Chapel and go. <laughs> I had no clue where we were going. It's the same thing. Anybody who's gone to plant a church or gone out on the mission field, you don't necessarily know where you're going. You don't have a clue sometimes. I remember when my brother Hector went out, he went to Durango first. And he was praying. He goes, Mike, I don't think this is it. I don't know where I'm going. But God told him to go to Mexico. And I was talking to him today. They're going to have the 10th year anniversary of the church in Guanajuato, Mexico next year. The beautiful thing. That's the church him and his wife and the family planted. But they had no clue where they were going. They just got out of the country. They knew it was Mexico. Now, question is, would you leave the country? Right? Some of you have left other states. I, I've done the same. And, and so I understand that's even hard too. We leave that culture behind. It's different. This is where God has called us. Lord knows I did not want to be in a place that looked like Iraq. Because that's what this place reminds me of. But you, what's crazy is you go up the street and you go to the Blue Hole up by Lakey, Texas. And it's beautiful. And I'm like, why did they put the city here? Like, it's got water. The water's crystal clear. I'm like, why didn't they put the city here? Like, who was thinking of this stuff? 
But we go where God calls us to go. But will you go when God calls you? He tells him to leave his family. He brings Lot. He tells him to, to leave and, and, and he goes from your family. But he went with his father. But that single command, get out of your country. That's a beautiful piece of scripture there. Like would we be willing to go to another country? We see the promises that are listed there too as well in verse 1. He says, go to the land I'll show you. So he's telling you, look, I'm going to send you out to the land I'll show you. I'll be there, I'll take you, and I'll go with you. You're not going by yourself. You're not going by yourself. He's like, all you have to do is you have to go. In faith, you have to take that step of faith and go. And I'll tell you where I'm going to go. But think about it this way. If you have the Waze app and you, I tell you, just go. Just start driving. Just start driving. Like, you're going to be like, man, I need to put a GPS. Like, I need to put the address where we're going. Just go. How many of us would be like, dude, I'm not doing that. I don't know if I got enough money. For, I don't know if we have enough gas money to just go. Right? But if we're taking that step of faith, I'll be there. I'll take you. I'll go with you. That's the promise of God. He's got you. I love that. And Abraham takes that step of faith and he goes. And he's going to a place he has no idea. The first place he heads to is kind of familiar where he went with his dad. It's kind of familiar. It was the land of pagans. And so that was new. But now where he's going, he has no clue. When he ends up in the land of Canaan, it's completely different. In verse 2, it says, I will make you a great nation. So he's telling them, look, your family, your, your lineage for your family will become a great nation. You'll become a great nation. He says, I will make your name great. Abraham, we know his name very well, and you're probably going to hear me a number of times call him Abraham instead of Abram. Just give me grace on that. But he is known as the father of faith. The father of faith. He also says, I will make you a blessing. Blessing those who bless you. And this is very prophetic to understand. When this nation decides that it's not going to bless Israel anymore, this nation will be dealing with something they've never dealt with. They think they're facing judgment now. You have no clue. Because when God decides to curse a nation for not supporting Israel, and you think, well, that can't be true. It is. So when we decide to give billions of dollars to Iran, again, I'm sorry, but that's what's going on in our news. It, it, it seems like we've seen this before with Obama. And they're doing the same thing again. And we're giving money to terrorists. We're giving money to people who want to destroy, have, have actually said on national TV, we want to destroy Americans and, and destroy Israel. So would you give money to people that want to destroy you? Makes no sense, right? Common sense would say, no, don't do it. But we're past the point of common sense. But we need to remember, as long as we continue to stand with the nation of Israel, we won't be cursed but the moment that we decide not to stand with them lord help us lord help us i think what we're going through right now is is judgment is what we're going through god's allowed this god's trying to wake up his his followers to say hey y'all need to stand up we just we had something that came across today that's going to be happening for the state of texas and it seems like what is being done in the schools is being done, and it was orchestrated by Austin, Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas. 
and it's very progressive. So are we going to stand? All right, we're going to talk about that this, this weekend as we talk about, you know, that verse says, be angry and do not sin. Most of us don't get the concept. It says, be angry. Be angry about the things that God is angry about. We forget that. Now, when you go act a fool and go run across the Capitol and enter the Congress, you deserve what you get. I'm sorry you broke the law. But that's the same thing when you burn down, and just FYI, when you burn down a federal building in Portland, okay, just FYI, because none of those people went to jail. Equal judgment on both because they both broke the law. Now, when we say be angry by the things that God's angry about, we stand for God's word. We, we stand and say, you know what, that goes against God's word. We, we, we're not going to allow that. We, we, somebody has to open their mouth. Too many pastors have become passive, and they're not willing to say something. You have to say something. If it's in God's word, and he tells you, be angry and do not sin, but he's saying, be angry about the things that make God angry. It goes against God's word. And so we need to understand, like when it says, I will bless those who, will, uh, who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a wake-up call. And the last president we had actually put the, he moved the, 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 the embassy into, uh, into Jerusalem. That was a big deal. Jerusalem's the capital of Israel. Jerusalem was, is where everything's going to go down. And you go, I've never been to Jerusalem. Uh, you will be in Jerusalem. If you're a follower of God, a child of God, you will see Jerusalem. Just FYI. I, I know a lot of people are paying a lot of money to go to Jerusalem. I'm like, I'll see it when it's all in its glory. I don't need to think, well, I think this is where Jesus was buried. I, I'm, I would rather go, hey, you know what? I'm going to walk in Jerusalem. I want to see it in its glory. You know, you're, you're around a bunch, a bunch of uh, Jewish people that don't even believe in God now. They're an atheist country now. It's sad. That's, that's where this, the state of Israel is at. But they'll all, you know, there's going to be a huge following that comes back to Christ, that come to know Christ. Abraham, the father of faith, in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 9, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed. That is the key to faith. Obedience. Obedience. Go to the, go to the other country. Well, I don't know where I'm going. Just go. Step one is take the step of faith and go. Abraham obeyed, and when he was called to go out to the place uh, which, uh, which he would receive an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. He didn't know where he was going. And by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as the foreigners, a foreign country dwelling in the tents with Isaac and Jacob and the heirs with him with the same promise. And, you know, I've been to the... Uh, in Iraq, and it's crazy because it's like all of a sudden you'll see people out of nowhere. And you're like, where did they come from? They're in tents. There are still people who live in tents and move with their herd. It's crazy. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and then you're just like, there's somebody walking up, and you're like, where did they come from? And they have all the camels and tents and everything. It's That stuff, when I read this, I, I, you know, you know that that still happens today. But we know the key to the faith is, is obedience to God. Just remember that. Abraham was obedient and he went. The question is, if God asked you to do that, would you have that same walk of faith to take that step and go? So Abram departed, verse 4. 
as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Big problem. He told him to leave his what? Family. What is Lot? Family. And Lot would have been better staying. Because the tragedy of Lot, his wife, y'all know the story, she turns into a pillar of salt because she, she looks back at Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you know that they actually found, by the Dead Sea, they actually found where, where Sodom and Gomorrah, it's, uh, the Bible's coming to life. And, and so the proof is there. It's whether or not you want to believe. That's, that's the key. It's, it's like the evidence is there. Prophetically, I can show you the evidence. Through Scripture, I can show you through. And if you go, well, that's, that's, the, that's man's. I can show you the historical records that prove it. You know, just the book of Daniel alone proves that God knew and God predicted. And this empire is going to fall and that empire is going to fall. And it's going to be this. And it's like, it's amazing to see God's word. But he took Lot. Lot would have been better off staying at home. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed Haran. Okay, big thing here. Just because you get old doesn't mean you retire from the kingdom of God. Okay? A lot of times, and it's very important too, because we're going to talk about, um, you know, one of the things we talk about is, is they're going to be talking about theft when we get into Ephesians. And it says man, man's supposed to work with his hands. You're supposed to work. And so one of the things that's the worst thing for you to do is to have idle hands. It's the devil's playground. If you have nothing to do and you're just, your mind spinning and wandering, man, you need to find something that you can do, that you can put to use. And I always say, like, man, if you, whatever it is, man, if God's called you to do it, it's going to be, my wife was, you know, she, man, she's tired. She comes home and kids wear her out. She's teaching now. But she's like, Mike, I have no clue where the day is. It, and she goes, it was so, so quick. I said, because you're doing what God's called you to do. You're, being, you're, you're empowered through the Holy Spirit to, to teach and to be with those kids and teach those kids about God. And, and, and I said, so you're doing what you've been called to do. At our age, she's starting a career. And you see Abram, 75. And God can use you. It doesn't matter what age you are. He tells him, get out the country. He takes a lot. Major issue. But he also, you know, if you think about it, not only does it become a major issue because Lot not only takes Lot, but his wife, his family, all the nephews, all the servants, all the possessions now all come with him. So now Abram has this other thing he has to worry about with Lot. But maybe he didn't want to take that step of faith by himself. He wanted company. Well, God didn't call you to bring Lot. And it's going to have its own problem. Then Abram took Sarah and, and, and his wife and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions, and they had gathered and the people whom they acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan, and Abram passed through the land and the place of Shechem, as far as the Terebith tree of Moni, and uh, the Canaanites were in the land. And so Abram's starting over, and he's in the land, and he's facing... Now the encounter of the Canaanites. And the Canaanites were actually, uh, when we think about the Canaanites, they were a group of ancient people. Um, and, and they're listed over 150 times in the Bible. They were wicked, idolatrous people. They were from the son of Ham. 
Remember, he was cursed. And so they, they are going to be a thorn in the side of Israel for a long time. And, and so they, they are a major problem that, that, that he'll deal with down the road. And that Israel deals with down the road. And so the land of Canaan was the land that was promised to give to Abraham's descendant uh, that he talks about. It's, it's Israel. And, and it's important for us to understand, like, it's, as we look at just this last little bit, and we'll close it up in verse 7, it says, And the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And I love this because the first thing that Abram does is he builds an altar to the Lord. He goes to God. He gives thanks to God. And, and as he, he builds this altar to the Lord, this is not the only altar he'll build. He built an altar in Shechem. He built an altar in, in Moriah. Uh, he, he consistently builds an altar and worships God. He worships God. Abraham uh, was always worshiping God. And he was led by obedience and he worshiped God by faith. He worshiped God by faith and by obedience in the faith of God. And it's important for us to understand that. Like at the end of the day, faith is, is simply you obeying God, taking that step of faith. And you may not have the full picture right now. And you may want the full picture right now. You're like, hey, I want to know what the next five years are going to look like. Trust me, with my health, I, I ask that question a lot. Like, am I going like to <laughs> be walking? There are days I can't. And so you ask those questions. It's like, no, Mike. Right now, I need you to focus on today. You need to teach the Word of God. That's where your focus is. Take the step of faith. Go pick up your wife and go turn on the ACs. Get yelled at by, about that. And then go teach the Word of God. And, and that's what we do. It's like, it, it's, it, I can only get through today. I, I don't know how, how else to say that. Now, God knows everything that's going to happen in each one of our lives. He stands outside of time. He knows that. But if you trust the God that, that Abram trusts, the I will God, because it's God's will for your life, that's what you need to hang on to today. You need to, you need to hey, if you've got to pray that out, God, God will. I don't know what's going but God will make a way. God will figure this out. God will. You just keep going to God, keep praying to God, keep seeking God. You keep hanging on to faith that you're his child and that he needs to hear from you. And you keep seeking and you keep knocking. And you're wanting answers today. I know we have a, you have a, a test coming up tomorrow, Miss Donna. I'm sure she would like to know what it is today. And anybody else who's got health stuff, you, you want to know what it is today. Like, what is the result? But you have to wait a few days. You belong to him. And, and, and all we can do is get through tonight. And His mercies are new every morning. We find hope in that. You know, the one thing we talked about this past week was lying, which is a crazy topic. But I love the fact that He said, speak truth. Speak truth to your neighbor. Speak truth to the person next to you. What is truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. There is no other truth but Jesus. You want to define what truth is in this world is Christ. He defined it. Christ did. And he said, my disciples, the truth will set you free. You go to the, to the person that's truth, and that's who you pray to. 
And then if you have to speak truth into somebody's life, how do you speak truth in somebody's life? The Word of God. It's the Word of God. You pray over them. You speak truth in their life. You pray for healing. You pray for help. Whatever it is that their need is, you point them to the Scripture. You sit there and just sit. Even if it's just, just they have somebody there while they cry. You tell them, hey, God will get you through this. I will. I will. I will. That's God's will for your life. If you're his child, God's will. God will. That's my prayer for each of y'all tonight. We'll finish the rest of chapter 12 next week. Um, just remember, I mean, at the end of the day, we love y'all. I'm praying that there's hope. I mean, I, I, we were in that scripture, and I'm like talking about lying. And man, lying is a huge problem in our culture. Man, they lie about everything. We put filters on just so we don't look the, like it's crazy. Like I'm looking at people, I'm like, I know that my wife don't look that way. You know, there's something, but there's a filter there. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but we lie about everything, but we have to speak truth into people's life. Speak truth into your neighbor. That's what it says. And if you need to be the one that has truth spoken to you, then just ask. Because we'll pray. And we love y'all. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 